last fall. A deadly encounter at a white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. The murders of nine people at a church in Charleston in 2015. And the deaths of six people at a Sikh temple in Wisconsin in 2012. Jeff Pegues has more on this as the president weighs in. In New York today, heavily armed police officers stood watch outside a mosque, even though U.S. law enforcement officials are not aware of any imminent threat. What investigators have seen is a steady rise in right-wing extremism. John Miller is deputy police commissioner at the New York Police Department. We're seeing an increase in the propaganda. Um, again, when we look at their propaganda, they are borrowing propaganda techniques from other terrorist groups. ISIS-inspired followers online and now white supremacists are doing the same. Far-right attacks in Europe jumped 43% between 2016 and 2017. In the U.S., right-wing extremists were linked to at least 50 murders last year. That's a 35% increase over 2017. I would say uh, the majority of it is propagated online. In fact, I, this morning after the attacks, I was seeing celebrations of the attacks online on the anti-Muslim hate sites. It's really disgusting. Just last month, Coast Guard Lieutenant Christopher Hassan was arrested after prosecutors said he was stockpiling weapons for an attack to fuel a race war. In October, Robert Bowers killed 11 in a Pittsburgh synagogue. He had posted anti-Semitic messages online leading up to the attack. The alleged shooter in New Zealand mentioned Bowers in his 74-page manifesto, as well as Charleston church killer Dylan Roof. He live-streamed his attack in an effort to keep the cycle of violence going. All of these guys watch, they watch the reaction, they watch the tactics of those who went before them. Um, and we ought to acknowledge that there is a rise in sort of nationalism around the world. At the White House, President Trump disagreed. I think it's a uh, small group of people that have very, very serious problems. Currently, the FBI has about 900 active domestic terrorism cases, and that includes cases involving white supremacists. Jeff. Jeff, thank you very much. Mm, thank you for joining me on the Working Class Observer Class Warfare Report. It's your boy. Took me a minute, but I'll be back with it. It's going to be a... An easy breezy one as you can tell but uh that was a report from cbs on march 15th 2019 the date is also the anniversary of what is known as the christchurch mosque shooting as well that came out the same day is a mass murder in New Zealand. That kind of just blew my mind. Just that hindsight really be 2020, huh? How we keep coming back around and around and around. The same issues as if they were the center of the universe. Or I guess our universe. Same old issues. Same old shit. Same old toilet bowl, bro. And why do I bring this clip up? Well, it's been an attack on white supremacy for a little bit. Uh, you know, I watched Stranger Fruit 
actually for the first time last night after doing that whole PragerU video, which, you know, I admit I should have watched the documentary before going into the PragerU video because the amount, I mean, the Stranger Fruit is the perfect counter-argument. Like, it's as long as my discoveries that I found that are a lot more in-depth and uh, structured, clear, coherent. Um, but that's what I do here, is I take it in information from a working-class perspective, because I act from what I know. Right? I come from where I am, you know? So, what's, uh, what's going to be great here is that I'm going to be getting this fresh. And this is all I'm going to be tackling tonight because I've been noticing that I've been overkilling it and maybe wasting a bunch of time. So maybe smaller focus is the way to go. Or maybe going with the flow. But I wanted to touch this like I earned it. Director Ray, thanks for being here. Thank you. There are a lot of topics we go want to talk about and cover here with you. Stop I want to talk about first foreign influence in this country. The Justice Department recently indicted a professor at Harvard for lying about his relationship with the Chinese government. For people who don't know about China and what they're trying to do in the U.S., how much is China doing? How much is China spying in the U.S.? Brett, there's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas than China does. Just I don't know why he had to, like, list off the threats when he could have said there's just no bigger threat to America. He has to remind you what those ideals are, lest you forget uh, what America really be about, something that China never understand and that's why they want to take us down bro that's why oh uh, yeah let's get some to give you some context for that just as we're sitting here honestly after the complexity and the nuances and everything about the inconsistencies everything that i went through taking in all the information i could from michael brown's case last night i am so glad to just take in some easy toxic slime that i can regurgitate as uh, something that the uh, average Joe Schmo going with the flow as I proceed. <clears throat> oh yeah, this will be easy. <laughs> and I'm glad because this, this should be, let's just take it, let's take This ain't what you want, but it's what I need. All right. You're having this conversation. The FBI has over 2,000 active investigations that trace back to the government of China. 2,000. Right. And that's, put a little more context on that, that's about a 1,300% increase in terms of economic espionage investigations with the Chinese nexus from about a decade ago. So or how much is that economic? And I'm really unclear of whether or not they're inv investigating espionage within the United States here. I know we're talking in that vague language there in this 
sphere that we it, it is a threat to national security so why would you assume that we would be sending espionages to china and those are part of maybe even you know a small fraction of the amount of cases in this 2000 uh investigations which you know i get really tired of being assumed and you know i can't speak perfect sentences but i hate when people think that i'm stupid and I feel like that probably extends to more people than just me. So when this language comes at me, like I wouldn't understand the complexities or the nuances in maybe, a, you know, a couple examples of what these investigations would entail. You know, you know, I don't I don't see why American citizens don't get better briefings if it's a democracy. But we know that the FBI has ran on its own shindig for a while now. You know, um, it's got its checks and balances that we can... <laughs> I don't know, if, you know, we can consider them fair and balanced, but um, it is an institution that is held to a certain level of accountability, but is it really transparent, and is it really a part of a democratic nation? Hmm. 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 The ponders. Espionage, how much is it government espionage? Well, that's the thing that a lot of people don't really understand about the Chinese government. This is not about the Chinese people or Chinese Americans. This is about the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. And they are pursuing a campaign of intellectual property theft, economic espionage, cyber intrusions that target businesses, big and small. All this is strange language, too, because it's almost like the same broad language that comes with, uh, like, Venezuela uh cuba this is like real cold war language you know this is posturing really um we don't have too many specific cases here of accusations coming across um you know as a as a law enforcement and prosecutor i feel like the fbi may want to well i guess they're mostly the investigative investigative unit so they're not necessarily the prosecutor but the investigation should provide uh, sufficient evidence, even if it's against a nation that I really don't have too much of a stake in. I just think, you know, if we're going to treat others fairly, golden rule starts the, the, the best interaction, the best relationship, right? Especially in trade and, and public relations and sharing a planet. All across the country... Uh, and our academic research institutions, and they do it not just through traditional government officials, which they certainly do, but also through what we sometimes call non-traditional collectors, which can be businessmen, high-level scientists, uh, high-level academics, people like that, all of whom are in different ways incentivized to steal American innovation and confidential information and take it back to... It's all about our property, bro. It's all about our innovative property. They're just there trying to steal all of our fucking, our tinkers, our fucking toys, man. Um, I think that's interesting because maybe, you know, we could, we could say in a hypothetical imaginary place that, you know, maybe they send espionage to get certain information about vaccine or the, the vaccine developments of COVID. Now, I'm not saying this is right. I'm just it's probably a part of having capitalism run your health care. But what I think is pretty interesting here is evading me. 
Oh, it reminds me of uh, Microsoft and Apple. You know, in a case how Microsoft happened to be working on a piece of... Uh, Bill Gates got his hands on early uh, Apple iOS and just ripped off pretty much everything that was great about it. That's just capitalism, right? Like, that's just trying to be first in the market, the best in the market, capture the market share, right? Capture that piece of that pie, that sweet, juicy American pie. <sighs> the only thing is, is that it extends, it's, you know, capitalism isn't just American anymore. We have our version, which is, you know, definitely different than Canada's and Germany's, you know, because we see different infrastructures in place for workers. But... <sighs> It's this fear-mongering of other nations that makes it very hard for me to just support leadership that has this kind of antagonism towards nations that don't directly affect my freedom. Uh, when they uh, uh, paint these villains and etch them into stone, chisel away at what, what is really there until you see what they want you to see. Ah, you know, like, that's how we ended with, like, McCarthyism and a really gross period of Red Scare and darkness. Um, it's more divisionary, and it's not healthy for a place that says it enjoys spending time in the marketplace of ideas, because then certain ideas come into that marketplace, and people get, again, pretty hostile. So... <laughs> China. So in the 30s and 40s, the no Soviet solutions. Union, for example, Only had questions. more than 100 spies in the State Department. Uh, is espionage a real problem in the U.S.? What is China doing on that front? And, and, and also, too, like, you know, we, we pick certain nations to pick on. Like, I was listening to Pompeo today, and it was uh, all about the illegitimate government of venezuela and the illegitimate of iran here we are back at these again like this is another uh yearly round trip on how are we going to break these governments so that we can start getting the sweet democracy that these citizens deserve um i hate to see more countries added to this list because it just builds that uh axis of evil ideas and um you know, I, I don't agree with what China does. You know, I'm not pro-China in a lot of ways. Um, they mistreat a lot of people. And, of course, you know, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now in China, which is discussing this. So, I sound foolish. I will take that. The only thing I just want to say is that painting antagonism while also assuming I'm stupid and don't deserve significant evidence to prove this uh, conflict. Um, it's condescending to say the least and uh, does not dis instill trust in this leadership. I'm not saying I miss Comey either. It's just, uh, you know, uh, I, I ain't feeling the love, bro. Well, traditional espionage is certainly, you know, the old sort of spy versus spy thing, still very much a phenomenon in today's world. But we're much more focused in many ways on the economic espionage, which targets American businesses and hurts wait, 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 American jobs. Wait, 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 w
he says espionage is a phenomena that happens around uh like yeah probably but i like how he's still trying to keep that like james bond myth alive like austin powers is out there somewhere fucking uh fucking shit up which you know Ops, American maybe consumers. maybe not Patriot was uh, a great everything TV show about a CIA spy. To startups, it's agriculture, it's high tech, it's aviation, either. it's healthcare. Uh, as I said before, it's our academic research institutions. Are they taking an interest in elections? They certainly have a an interest in influencing our uh, our political thought, our policies to try to shift <laughs> them in a more friendly pro-China, pro-China. They don't have necessarily, like, any proof of China doing, like, uh, specific meddling uh, with, like, polling devices. And we don't have a, uh, I don't know, an outbreak of a Cambridge Analytica with them. Uh, we have the, the Russian uh, situation that uh, proved true. So uh, the fact that we're not still pursuing that to a further extent makes me worry, like, why are we so worried about China when it's doing less than Russia, uh, allegedly, in all of this, because nobody seems to be doing shit about shit. It's just a lot of posturing. Uh, <laughs> it's for real. So China having public relations with America uh, and its citizens, while I, again, I, I mean, I don't even like propaganda. Why do you think I'm sitting here talking shit while it's happening? Um, it's not a surprise, and Israel does it. Um, I'm sure Saudi Arabia does it. I'm sure somehow we have, no, I doubt any Iranians are here. I wonder if Canada needs lobbyists, but like their, their, their propaganda is so smooth that like everybody literally believes Canadians are the nicest people on the planet. So what, whoever got Canada's propaganda to spread like that shit, if it was the citizens or if it was one single like Canadian Edward Bernays, like shouts out, you did a good job. But certain nations especially when they abuse human rights to the extent that they do and it bleeds out into social media have to create public relations in order to balance that out not saying it's okay it's pretty gross actually but that is a thing uh pointing china pointing that one finger at china um i don't know it just it seems counterproductive to benefiting the common good I don't really want to go to war with China, and I don't want to spend American taxpayer time and money to sanction them when, you know, they're going to sanction the shit out of us back. It's it's economic warfare that you think is between these two nations, but the ones who end up suffering are the ones further at the bottom with uh, a lot more repercussions trickling down from the systems at B. So, <laughs> not excited. Chinese Communist Party direction. And so sometimes it's funny, that gets man. wrapped up in election issues. Is the FBI in charge of the investigation of the origins of the coronavirus? We certainly have a role in looking into the origins of the coronavirus. Uh, Are you getting this, closer? I would say at this point, there's nothing to add to what the intelligence <laughs> community has already said publicly on that. That's funny. I wonder what their role is, because it's funny that everybody has a role in investigating where where the uh, coronavirus originated from so that's that's cute uh there's still insufficient information to really know exactly how the virus uh emanated from wuhan when you say that china's active um 
When there is a crisis, for example, the protests after the George Floyd killing, are you seeing foreign intervention to kind of stir up chaos inside the U.S.? That's hilarious. We've certainly seen. That's hilarious. Let's 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 further bolster a conspiracy theory that all of this outrage for George Floyd and unrest and what we could consider an uprising in certain parts of America is stirred up by outside uh, actors. Um, this is a delegitimized tactic, and of course, of course, I mean, Fox News, you just don't even get questioned anymore, do you? You, you just, nobody questions you, everybody views, and, uh, <laughs> gross. I'm just, I'm handing out gross passes today. Everybody's getting gross trophies. It's, it's just di uh, tampons dipped in fucking Starbucks. That's your gross seen trophy. in the past uh, a variety of foreign adversaries looking to amplify uh, controversy in this country. And they use state media, they use social yeah. media. Some of that's through propaganda, some of that's through disinformation, some of that's through just fake information. Uh, and we are looking carefully What's at the difference between the disinformation and foreign fake information? influence or foreign interference in all of the protest activity that's occurred over the last few weeks. The president has talked to the administration, has talked about Antifa, yet what the Justice Department and you all have moved on is this boogaloo group that is kind of a right-wing group that is trying to stir up chaos to make it look like it's left-wing. I talked to the Attorney General about this last time we sat down. Are there any Antifa investigations ongoing? The violence that <laughs> occurred during the protests of the... <gasps> what a horrible way to frame that question. Like, why not just say, hey, is there any any investigation into the Antifa movement? He, he brings up that, yeah, we know about Boogaloo, and we know that you've all brought up Boogaloo. And we have definitely agreed here that Boogaloo is a threat. But have any news on Antifa? Have they killed anybody yet? Have they? The past few weeks. What a horrible way to frame by that a variety question. of different um, motivations and ideologies. It's not all the work of any single ideology, movement, or group. We certainly have uh, a number of active, ongoing investigations into violent anarchist extremists, some of whom self-identify or are otherwise linked to the Antifa movement. But I think it's a mistake to try to put a lot of this into sort of neat ideological buckets. We're really about the violence, not the ideology. Saw the letter you sent to That's your not FBI gonna work, family though. after the... That's fascinating that 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 is the the way he's going to go go about it. Um, is that to keep it broader? Because if they tacked onto certain ideologies, that's so interesting. Because I thought by having it more tacked onto certain ideologies, by giving it that category, giving it a name, then it makes it a lot easier for them to take it to court, take you to you know Guantanamo, where wherever they take terrorists now. Maybe the the. Uh, I don't want to make jokes. I'm just saying. I find it very interesting that he write that Werner Ray, <laughs> FBI Director Ray, is uh, going with. We don't want to attach it to uh, certain ideologies. We just want to uh, focus on actions. I find interesting though, and it maybe it's just because in America, not too many 
of these militia groups have positions of power maybe certain ones do just like how the kkk did infiltrate certain uh municipalities and uh, uh, state representatives local representation but i doubt there's the <laughs> far it makes me wonder because there are some far rights that have ran for senate and congressional governor's positions and such like that so they have to be worried from all sides because i mean at some point let's say it gets pretty bad and the dem socks become a part of this anti-socialist roundup that we had seen in authoritarian states is it the blanket statement that allows that to continue so that they can also grab neo-nazis at the same time because throughout history while they have let too many go uh unpunished and unwatched there still has been a good amount of neo-Nazis that the FBI intelligence community has stopped and terrorist attacks that they have stopped. So it's very, very, very complex. But I am worried by the broad statement. And I'm surprised that Antifa has anything to do with these issues, mainly because <laughs> Antifa is the most widespread of the movements so much so that it's a movement like blm is made up of uh all kinds of ideologies as well so maybe that's what it is is just to keep it blank open and by having antifa not uh attached or descripted by an ideology it allows them to prosecute anyone with any ideology so long as they are antifa or anti-state is what it seems to be at this point because Trump wanted to designate Antifa terrorists and so did Ted Cruz who just wanted to have Antifa left-wing activists kind of switch around, switcheroo, doesn't matter which, just throw them in jail, Ted Cruz. The George Floyd killings and what that means internally. What have you been doing uh, to change the dynamic uh, in the wake of all of this? So I understand completely that there are a lot of people out there in this country uh, who are hurting, who are angry, who are upset uh, over uh, instances of uh, racism or where the justice system has failed people of color in particular. Uh, I would also say, though, uh, that the law enforcement family is also hurting. Uh, and there are lots and lots and lots of police officers out there who are putting their lives on the line every day who are you know, unfairly tarred by the misconduct of a few. So what we really need is for people to come together, to listen to each other, and to work together to try to figure out a better way forward. When I talked to the Attorney General, he suggested that there's going to be some kind of federal involvement in setting clear standards uh, for police units across the country. I think there's a general agreement among police agencies that we need clearer standards we have to make sure those standards are trained to, and we have to make sure that there are systems in place that hold officers accountable. So is that a federal effort? Does that suddenly come a federal training effort? I think we're going to need a, a strong federal participation in this effort in helping to set standards. So what does that look like? Well, the FBI's role is a, a few different things. First, uh, in terms of accountability, we pursue and have for some time civil rights, color of law investigations where excessive force violates federal law. But we also participate in doing training and setting best practices for police departments, state and local, 
uh, around the country. You know, the president said about these uh, monuments coming down. We are looking at long-term jail sentences for these vandals and these hoodlums and these anarchists and agitators. They're bad people. They don't love our country. And they're not taking down our monuments. Is that going to happen? Look, equal justice is essential, but violence and destruction of federal property is not the way to get there. Uh, and if there are appropriate bases for federal investigations, we'll pursue them. What is the biggest threat you see? Uh, for a long time, it was radical Islamic terrorism. What's the biggest threat that you see as FBI director? The biggest terrorist threat here in the U.S., here in the homeland, is what we would call sort of homegrown violent extremists. And these are people who are uh, lone actors, typically, motivated by a variety of different ideologies, some jihadist, some others, uh, who go very quickly from radicalization to attack, typically radicalized online, and they're going after soft targets, you know, schools, uh, shopping malls, you know, easy to hit targets and mm. using easily accessible weapons. So I hope that they expand upon this a little bit more because he is discussing uh, the terrorist acts that have been happening for quite a long time now. And unfortunately, he does say that they have a lot to do with certain ideologies. And I am a little bit more aware than that to know that this is all very traceable, that you can be a lot more specific about the characters. In fact, Bellingcat has spent a ton of time doing so. So if anybody really wants to know about the far-right movement on line, better than the FBI director is willing to tell you, go to Bellingcat. It's a website. They cover it. They watch it. They observe it. And then they report it. Because that's what a, a, a democracy actually does. It's, it's fascinating. You can give investigative journalists such little authority and yet they get so much work done and so much information spread out it's 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 fascinating and it's probably because they don't assume that we're stupid and those kinds of terrorists are much harder to detect and prevent in many ways uh, and so that's what we think of as the, the greatest threat to here in the homeland what's the morale here at the fbi i actually think the morale in the fbi is quite good, our attrition rate is down to 0.4%. And there are not a lot of organizations out there, public or private, that can say that. Now, the investigation into the FISA That's a mission. abuse, there was false information provided to the FISA court, according to the IG. Um, bogus information um, about this from a rival presidential campaign in the Steele dossier, one of your own top attorneys fabricated evidence to suggest Carter Page was a secret Russian asset when, in fact, he had helped the U.S. build a case against Russian operatives. There are a lot of people who look at what has come out, and understanding the Durham report is yet to come, likely this summer. They wonder, will anybody be held accountable? Will anything come of this? Well, first, let me say this. I think that IG report describes conduct that I consider unacceptable and unrepresentative of who the FBI is as an institution and cannot be allowed to happen again. And I've made That's that very clear hired. to our workforce. Now, I've put in place an entirely new leadership team, 
and even though I wasn't director at the time of, of all of this, my team and I are, are fiercely committed to making sure we fix the problems of the past. We've accepted every finding and recommendation in that IG report, but then gone above and beyond, put in place over 40 corrective measures that uh, enhance our training, strengthen our processes, build in more oversight and accountability, and, and have referred employees, current employees, for discipline. Now, having said that, the most senior people involved in this activity, in this report, uh, are long gone either terminated, some during my tenure, or retired or resigned. That's funny. Has the FBI disclosed every He's piece probably, of evidence related to the... I feel like he just pissed off a lot of people because they're, that's not the accountability that they were wanting. People, for some reason, really want to see Biden and Obama arrested because they investigated a presidential candidate uh conspiring <laughs> with a foreign nation well a couple of foreign nations <sighs> and it's so tiring too because the whole Mueller report the whole ukraine phone call the steel dossier uh the fisa warrant like all of it is so buried underneath what they call fake news and disinformation that like to get a clear-cut narrative would be to say that the whole russia collusion as they as they call it in the media the whole collusion doesn't actually exist but at the same time it does but it doesn't but it does and this is like some weird purgatory paradigm that we exist where yeah no one is held accountable especially at the higher levels of uh government and class status is my next guess there's a definitely a caste system as we can see roger stone and uh, uh michael flynn about to walk free uh, even though Michael Flynn admitted, admit, admitted guilt. I'm not sure if Roger Stone did. Um, I'm sure he didn't. Just, I assume, uh, you know. Um, and, you know, it's only a matter of time until Manafort is free. But he actually got his full sentence, so who who knows whether or not he'll actually f fill it out because I could just see a pardon coming after Flynn and Stone are free. So I don't... <laughs> it's, Oh, man. Durham inquiry. We've cooperated fully with like the it's Durham fascinating that you, in fact, we even have <laughs> you have to go through all the legal systems to acquit these people of crimes. Um, but, you know, they're going to also use the Constitution as like, ah, innocent into proven guilty. And it's like, man, they uh, a couple of them admitted guilt. One of them's in jail. And the other one's been guilty all for a long time of many other crimes. <laughs> who, who knows how long all of them know this? We actually have agents assigned to working on the Durham investigation, so we're very much lashed up with that. Congress says they've had a tough time getting documents and things from you, Senator Grassley in particular, about uh, the Michael Flynn calls. Were, were you responsible for holding back from, from Congress some of that stuff? I think we've tried uh, very, very hard to be transparent and cooperative with all the relevant congressional committees. Uh, we've produced all sorts of information and tried to really lean forward. Why did it take so what long information? for the material to come out? 
for Horowitz, you know, publicly, like with the FISA, the Flynn 302s, the reports. It seemed like it took forever. Why was that? I like I mean, how if, if it wasn't he references these things that seemingly have changed the Michael Flynn case. Um, but doesn't actually go like peel the layers back a little bit and say, this is a problem in why Michael Flynn should be let go. This is a problem and why Michael Flynn should be, uh, let go free. And this is another one of those problems as to why Michael Flynn should be let go. But we're coagulating all of the fact that the FISA warrant at the beginning is the problem. The steel dossier and reporting uh through the channels was the problem so the very beginning of the investigations was a problem and thus nullifies everything about it i cannot explain how clear-cut of a cover-up this be and we saw it coming since the day that ag Barr read the Mueller report and said that's fine <laughs> so like since that day in 2017 right no 2018 i believe that dropped uh, maybe like spring summertime 2018 it's so fascinating that like that drops then ag bar says it's fine and then we work all of this time nearly two years to the completion of the cover-up just in time for trump's re-election Isn't that how justice works? Just right on fucking time, right on schedule. Court orders and the IG's efforts, we wouldn't know anything about any of this. For the IG's efforts, we've been over backwards to be transparent and cooperative with the IG. And he actually, in his report, talks about how fully cooperative and transparent we were with him. The Flynn defense attorneys, Michael Flynn, former NSA, National Security Advisor, said they were not provided the exculpatory evidence that eventually came out um, during the trial. They weren't provided it. Who, that, who held uh, that back? All that evidence came out way, way out from these trials. It literally just came out as if it was being written as we speak. Like, it just got done being completed. It, it was a complete narrative built by the Trump campaign, William Barr, and Fox News helping a considerate amount. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, fascinating. It's fascinating to watch the media literally control narratives for the president. Uh, is this what North Korea feels like? Like, is this North Korea light? Is this diet North Korea? Is it, it, the sugar's like really acidic. Decisions about producing documents in a criminal prosecution are typically handled by the prosecutors. Um, I -hmm. will say that, of course, the Flynn investigation, which took place before I started, and then by the time I started, was in the hands of the special counsel's office, uh, is something that has, in my view, raised serious concerns and questions, which is why I ordered an after-action review by our inspection division to take a look at whether or not the FBI's policies and procedures need to be changed, and if there are any current employees left 
who uh, may bear any responsibility for misconduct. This interview happened before the appeals court decision on the Flynn case, siding with the Justice Department. But the FBI says no matter how it's decided, the after-action review will continue. The president gave an interview in which he said um, just the other day, what does he think about this whole process as we wait for the Durham report? And he characterized it as treason. It's treason. Look, it's treason. look. when I came out a long time ago, I said they've been spying on my campaign. Mm -hmm. Turned out I was right. What are you looking at what you know? Think so we all know that, like, uh, having a warrant on a presidential candidate isn't treason, right? We know this, right? It's not an overthrow or a reelection. We know this, right? It was an investigation started to see if he was working with foreign uh, foreign governments. Um, you know, Elijah McClain was stopped for looking suspicious. Uh, Trump was investigated for looking suspicious. Just saying. Think this is on the crossfire hurricane matter uh, that's the subject of the IG report. I think it describes conduct that is unacceptable, period, full stop, and cannot be allowed to happen and will not be allowed to happen. In but whether it's criminal FBI. or not, the criminal decisions, charging decisions, prosecution decisions are not made by the FBI director, <laughs> they're made by across the street. At the <laughs> So he did his job. He fired the people who did their job. And <laughs> and when asked if there's going to be a trial for crimes committed, which the, the Trump campaign and Trump himself have been screaming for a long time that this was a crime, that it was, he just said it, treason. Um, if nobody's charged, is there really a crime? Is there? If nobody's charged, was there any truth to this whatsoever? Or, and I'm just saying consider it, just, you know, put it in your pancake mix in the morning. It's a cover-up. Like many things that have been happening in this administration, it is yet another cover-up. Just like we keep going around and round and round, round and round the sun, we keep going around and round and round and round the same issues because no accountability and no opposition is being held. I cannot imagine how easy it is going to be for him for the next four years. The Justice Department by the prosecutors. But somebody. I mean, here fuck, it's already easy. He's going up against that Biden. FISA report, and uh, that would be a criminal offense, right? And that individual no longer works at the FBI, and I don't want to get out in front of the Durham investigation. Are you worried what the impact is going to be when that all comes out, knowing what you know? I think. Uh, Allegations of misconduct need to be taken seriously. Uh, I think there are serious questions that have been raised here, and they need to be uh, given a serious look. And whatever the impact is, the impact is. Have you ever one-on-one -on -one gone to the president in the Oval Office? And that's fascinating that he can't say that whether or not he believes that charges should be pressed because I feel like that is the point of an investigator is to prove to the prosecutor to do their fucking job. And the fact that the FBI says, well, we presented it, uh... You know, whatever the impact is, the impact is. All right. All right. And say, hey, listen, we're done. I've, this is what I know. This is what the FBI did. And here's what it is. I have not met with the president one-on-one. -on -one. You've not met ever with him one-on-one? -on -one. No. That's hilarious. And this president has, well, 
publicly said he he wants to see the jury is still out. I don't believe he it. Said about you. Let's see what happens with him. Look, the uh, the jury's still out. If you don't meet one on one with the president and he says the jury's still out, are you worried at all about how the president thinks about you and the job? No, I think I have a very professional relationship with the, the president, which is, I think, what every FBI director and every president. So them never meeting is the professional. Uh, oof, pardon me. That's the professional uh, relationship between the president and the FBI director. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if like never meeting is the actual normal for FBI and uh, FBI director and the president. But again, we don't know if they've ever talked on the phone because he's not saying. Certainly had plenty of occasions that. where I've met with the president, just with others there. present, right? You're on oh my God. Oh my God. The fact that I didn't let that just play out two more fucking seconds and let him say that he's met with the president. Just with others, you know? Just. God damn it, dude. What? What a. He thinks we're dumb. Jesus. Do you expect to be up there testifying on in his investigation? Uh, I'll see. Uh, I've testified quite frequently uh, in this role. It seems to be a, a, a routine part of the job. What's the toughest thing you deal with every day? The sheer volume of the threats that face this country um, is remarkable. And so just to give you a flavor of it, you know, in the past few months alone, our Joint Terrorism Task Forces have thwarted potential terrorist attacks in Tampa, in New York, in Cleveland, in Kansas City. And then you had COVID come in, right? And we've probably got over 400 COVID-19 fraud investigations open. Uh, what does we that have mean? probably in the last year, something like 1,500 kids that the FBI has recovered or rescued from child sexplo sexual exploitation or human trafficking. Aww. We talked about China before. That's good. The FBI is opening a new counterintelligence investigation Honestly, that ties back to China. If that was all the FBI would do, like, we should throw all our money at them. If they were, like, literally just dedicated to ending human trafficking, uh, I would not resist the FBI's existence whatsoever. <laughs> but they, uh, they have their hands on everything, which I find is pretty interesting. China every 10 hours. So you put some of those things, and that's just sort of the tip of the iceberg. And your relationship with the Attorney General? The Attorney General and I have, I think, an excellent working relationship. I, I value him as a, a friend and a colleague. Director Ray, we appreciate the time. Thanks right. very much. Right. Thanks, Brett. Well, Director Ray stepping right in line, going right where he needs to be, and doing the deeds that he is ordered to diddly do. So that's uh, pretty cool, right? Right? There's nothing to see here, right? There's nothing to worry about, right? That's it's all good. It's all buenos. It's uh it's cool cool cool. Cool cool cool. Um there's nothing to worry about except for China COVID uh violent extremists and you need the FBI because who else is going to placate to the president's will to cover up his bumbling into the office? Um, 
this has been an observation from the working class. I know it was poor, but that's what I am. So I hope you like, subscribe, uh, come back, uh, or you can dislike and you can tell me to fuck off. Any kind of attention is probably worth it. Um, I'll be back later with more uh, disseminating dissent. And if you don't like that, I hope you have a wonderful day.